come out at center and an empty net and the Sharks have it but they can't get it in. Back come the Leafs with a bad change. Tavares dropping a shadow and a save made by Aiden Hill. Holy Mackinac that was wired by Matthews and Hill saves the lead. Big save by Aiden Hill. There are plenty of them tonight. The Leafs falling to the Sharks. 5-3 is the final here at Scotiabank Arena. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. As always, want to hear from you guys on the text line. 590-590, get your texts in. Want to hear from you again. Always, as always, include your name and location there. Gord, uh, you know, it wasn't quite the first game of the season where it was a tale of 87 games, but uh, that, tonight's game certainly had a couple of different feels to it. Yeah, I mean, it's strange doing a, a Leafs Nation postgame at about 8.30ish, right? It's really strange with the 6 o'clock start. Um, it didn't seem to work for both teams at 6 o'clock start because the first period was flat. Then really entertaining game, like really entertaining game. And, of course, you'll hear Joe Bowen, Jim Ralph, they always make it entertaining. You know, Brent, I really like the crowd here. There was something about it, it, it was slow arriving, late arriving, put it that way. And then there just was a real good buzz and energy in this building. And, and uh, uh, the only unfortunate part was not winning the game. Uh, just uh, some curious, again, hey, Logan Couture, they, they need a big gun for the Leafs to have a Logan Couture-type game like he did tonight, leading the San Jose Sharks to victory. I know John Tavares scored. You heard there Austin Matthews' glorious chance at the end of that. So we saw a little bit more, but we saw um, a stanza where Marner and Matthews were kind of benched for a little bit because that the other lines were going best, and that is the problem whatever we are six games into it uh, as we head on the road now for three consecutive road games, just about, you know, get those big guns going. But uh, I thought it was a real solid team effort. I also will go back to it because Jim Ralph just said the same thing. I, I would have started Jack Campbell tonight and Michael Hutchinson tomorrow. I would have put your number one guy in tonight's game. And uh, goaltending was a difference. Uh, he didn't play terrible or anything like that. Aiden Hill, Aiden Hill got a little bit lucky, but had some big yep. saves. Hutchison, big save at the end. But those three goals in the second period, uh, uh, the wraparound, like, will cut him some slack on. But the others, just, you know, weird shots that uh, just unfortunately found the net. Yeah, there wasn't the, you know, a lot of times when you're talking about the goaltender who played and your backup, and for this team, it's really their third-string guy. When you're talking about them, there is the one stinker that you look at. There wasn't quite that tonight, but it was just the inability to make that that extra-level save, that, that big stop. And I think you're right. I echo all that as well. And I mean, I said it in the pregame show to get it on record. Look how smart we all are. If Jack Campbell's in, in net tonight, it's a different game. Now, I don't want to take too much, you know, blame away from the team that, that played in front of far too often and we've seen this with this team this is going back four or five I mean we can keep counting the years where you find yourself trailing late and oh wait a minute we have all this offensive talent we better start playing some hockey and it just feels like that is far too common of a pattern now you're down you're going to be pushing you're going to be pressing in the game more I understand that's how offense comes but it just seems like far too often when we're talking about this team it is a flurry of offense trying to dig yourself out of a hole that you found yourself in earlier in the game and you know this is kind of fun game because the fun game are there's so many different things to talk about when uh that's the problem with the summer that's is right. that people were so ticked about the way the season ended they got nothing to talk about you know you, you don't break down the minutiae no. because they're just so angry and we have to get over it <laughs> some people aren't <laughs> but we have to get over it and you know entertaining games like against the new york rangers the other night and and and, and parts of this will certainly certainly help you do it but it's uh it's you know it's 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 funny about uh uh the entertainment part of it, but also just some 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 head scratching giveaways and mental mm -hmm. faux pas that 
that they've had, you know. And I got to say one, but William Nylander at the end, when they had the extra man on, and uh, he coughed it up. Boy, did he bust his butt down, and he got a great defensive play, which set up that glorious chance that Tavares dropped it to Austin Matthews because totally caught the Sharks by surprise. They thought they had like a two-on-one on an empty net. So it's, it's not, you know, because of the effort. We saw one Justin Hall when, well, that's what I was going to say, uh, fortunately dodged a bullet when it looked like he gave it away when they were men short. That's right. PK, PK was great. They had to kill off two penalties in the third period. Did a really good job. Brent, the power play. Power play. Buzz kill. Buzz kill. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, no scoring chances, but buzz kill. They, they don't, they, they, they seem confused, and I know they can't be. They're excellent NHL players, but it just, there just is no rhyme or reason or cohesion for a power play that started last year as one of the best in the National Hockey League for about a quarter of the season and should be one of the best. And Sheldon Keefe is seeing it. You know, this is a team we've quibbled when talking about it with the idea of do you load up the one power play and give them the whole time? Do you try to spread it apart? They have loaded up the one power play, and they're still giving it basically 50-50. It was the second power play unit who got the better looks. In, they were better. In, in they, they, game. Yeah, they just right, were more better. Effective, yeah. And Pierre Engvall, again, we talk about a guy who has been up and down in terms of where he should slot in the lineup. Tonight was effectively your, your first-line left winger for, for two periods of that game I thought it was a strong night from him but again we sit here and we talk about the the contributions by Jason Spets and Kasha had a strong game some giveaways as well but but he he, he busted. like Wayne Simmons game Wayne tonight. Simmons game is again and the fact that you're sitting here and talking about is all this all of this depth and how strong they played that's a great sign but they're supposed to be the garnish on the meal. They're not supposed to be the protein. The protein, and Tavares got off the schneid. He got his goal tonight. But the protein of this team, the big core four, and, okay, Nylander, maybe he's performed, although not since the first couple of games. You need to see that. And, you know, no better, you know, kind of, distilling moment of it than when you had a John Tavares dropping that puck to Austin Matthews and to me I don't know maybe it's a, you know he knows how to goal, score goals a little better than I do in this league but the fact that he's going slap shot there that's just so out of character for him now maybe he's trying to catch Hill off guard but even just the fact that he doesn't go with his patented wrist shot the best shot in the league it, it, it's just a little surprising to me and it, it kind of shows that this team is still just out of sorts especially the top end of it offensively uh, yeah and, and, and when they had the man advantage I know it's easy to say from up here, but or excuse me, when they had the empty net, so the man advantage because they pulled the goaltender. Uh, you know, John Tavares did score. He's got to shoot on that play. Mm-hmm. Like with f- 40 seconds left, like you're, you're not going to get a better opportunity. I, and I did think they were doing more, but I see Mitch Marner shooting. Uh, Jason Spessa shoots all the time. He, <laughs> d- he just, you know, which is which I like to see. So, yeah, you know, just, just disappointing about the score, but we're talking the last 40 minutes because the first 20 minutes wasn't a, a very good effort by either team. It was really flat, but the last 40 minutes, like we're, we're talking about so many positive about the May Police, but still uh, the one negative – the big guns just haven't been the big guns in any of the games to date so far. And tonight, you know, I'll, again, I'll throw Logan Couture in there. That that big gun made a difference, and I think I think goaltending made a nominal difference. Yeah, and, and, and the other big gun for that team, Carlson, he gets a goal tonight too. It's just you, you see it right there. It's kind of as simple as that. Couture gets two, Carlson gets one, and that right there is enough to tie the Leafs. Then you, then the depth comes through, and, and that's that's what you see there. You know, with the with, with Tavares and, and the way that the – 
the top six has kind of looked and clicked. It's just I do wonder how much longer before you see, you know, the biggest change you can make to this team is, I don't know, call whatever you want, flipping the centers, flipping the wings. Do you think there's a world where we see Marner and Tavares? Obviously, that pair was so successful. We've seen it as part of a big line, but do you think there's a world where you kind of shake up the top top six like that? Yeah, you know, people forget they had that great tandem. Like, they, right. were, they were phenomenal. Uh, we did see tonight that, that Pierre Engvall earned uh, um, an elevation, and Nick Ritchie was uh, – b- but actually, by being put down a couple lines – the lines played a lot, so it wasn't like uh, uh, like Jason Spezza's line got a lot of ice time, so that's what he was put on. But it just showed there Sheldon Keith flipping, uh, identifying Engvall, rightly so, uh, as uh, as as a player that was that was on his game. And also, you know, Nick Ritchie uh, continues just to try to kind of find find his fit. And um, yeah, you know, so so part of a big part of coaching, whether it's Sheldon Keith and the assistants, is is picking out who's going, who's not going. And, uh, and try to do some tinkering. And I thought they did some great tinkering. It's just, you know, it, again, it's an empty netter, so it's really a one-goal game, and they were coming full value. And it's unfortunate what Spence's penalty was with about five minutes Four, left. yeah, five. You know, yeah. and uh, so they had they had the last two penalties of the game, and they were with less than ten minutes left. So four minutes was spent killing off penalties at a time when the Maple Leafs were really flying and had the edge. And the Spezza one's just so unfortunate. He was, he was I think, on a knee and somebody flew by, a Sharks player flew by and almost lifted his stick into the Sharks player's own mouth. Yeah. But I mean, you know, fair call. That No no issues with it there. But it did feel like if, if they're able to stay out of the box there, the way the momentum was building and the fact that they kill the penalty off and get right back to that level of play, it does feel, and again, you know, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, all that stuff. But it does feel like if Spezza, and again, not knocking him for the penalty, these just kind of one of those fluky plays. But if he's able to stay out of the box there, it just feels like this team would have found a way to tie it up. And who knows what happens in overtime? Yeah, and again, we again the people that are annoyed about how the season ended, it is going to come down to game number 83 uh, is the real deal. But so 82 games now is is kind of I don't say you pace it, but there's so many ebbs and flows and ups and downs. I mean, I think last year they really wanted to make a statement in the regular season, which they did. 56 games they came in first place I thought every time they had a little bit of adversity uh, they came back and and made a statement game Um, not as important to me I think this time Uh, obviously you got to make the playoffs I think Montreal's making it apparent to me that there's four have teams and four have not teams Uh, sorry Buffalo Sabres and that right now with your fans (laughs) you got great fans but I got to think they're going to come back to earth but yeah so so it's a to me it's a little bit different little little bit different um, mandate this kind of regular season. So been happy with the efforts by and large. You know, you're off to an okay start, not playing great, not playing badly. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe road, sweet road, first time in the United States in, in like, what, just under 600 days? That's right. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to look like Paris to those guys, uh, I'm sure. One one guy who I wanted to highlight as well is, is Rasmus Sandin. You know, this is a player who's taken a little bit of time to kind of find his footing in the NHL. This is the first time, I think, he's been handed the car keys in terms of, you're going to have a job on this team. You're not going to be fighting for minutes. You're not going to be the sixth or seventh guy. You are a part of that third pair with Travis Dermott. And I just feel he, he shows so much poise in his game. You know, there are, there are warts on any young player, yes, of course, but I feel like the decision-making that Sandine shows and the ability to make those decisions quickly, I thought he really stood out tonight. So, you know, you and I, we sit uh, now with social distancing. We don't sit side by no. side like you used to, and the building was loud. So we're you know, having a hard time talking in that, but that was one a couple of times. And what I liked as well, 
he had a couple couple of faux pas and he quickly made a smart correction and 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 that's the part I, I really liked about him I uh, he also is getting a little bit of power play time he's firing the puck on net and you know you're just hoping uh, uh, you know he grows and grows that way you know still waiting I mean Morgan Riley's part of the big guys too that you're yep. waiting to you know he's been he's been ordinary like all the guys have been you know the big guys except for Nylander early on have been ordinary but you know those kind of breakout guys you just keep waiting and waiting and some of the supporting cast really are the ones that have stood out we're waiting and waiting we'll hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe here today at Leafs licking their wounds following a 5-3 loss at home to the San Jose Sharks no rest for the Leafs they'll be right back at it tomorrow on the road in Pittsburgh first time in the states in way way too long if you ask those guys that is Gord Stellick I'm Brent Gunning you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs radio network Post game here, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me here with you for a little more than a half hour's time, uh, breaking down a 5-3 Leafs loss at home to the San Jose Sharks. Of course, one of those goals coming via the empty net. It was Michael Hutchinson between the pipes. Uh, hardly his his fault for tonight's game, but as you mentioned, uh, Jack Campbell definitely could have been the difference in this one. We'll see if they they have him to, to save their bacon tomorrow night in Pittsburgh because that was the plan, the way the way it was laid out here. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and again, I, I, I offered my opinion before the game. I think we both said that. I just thought I would start him now, do the home game. And, again, we're talking a slightest of margins, but just Aiden Hill uh, played well for San Jose, got a, got a little fortunate place. But, yeah, it, in it really a one-goal game because you got the empty netter, it was a little bit of a different. But, you know, Michael Hutchinson uh, early on, Nobody was getting shots on goal, so that was good because when he's had problems, it's early in a game. And, and last year, he really righted the ship. He, you know, he just had the one bad game in Ottawa, but otherwise was pretty solid uh, playing for the Leafs up uh, up in the NHL. Yeah, you mentioned Aiden Hill getting getting a little fortunate, making some big stops, obviously none bigger than the one on Matthews at the end. I, I'm trying to remember. I think this was in the third period. It might have been in the second. There was a stretch of play where Hill had completely lost his goalie stick, and it was in the corner, yeah. and then the, the Leafs were kind of doing the thing where you can't touch it, of course, but, I mean, if I happen to bump into this and it goes closer to the corner, I'm not going to be mad about that. The Sharks are trying to pressure back. There's no whistle for a long run. And the Leafs weren't really able to generate that quality of scoring chance. And, you know, it, it, we, it, it kind of goes back to what we talk about with the power play, being able to take advantage of the opportunities in front of you. And, okay, that's one shift. I'm not saying you have to get a goal on the goalie when he doesn't have his goal stick, but you'd like to make him work. You'd like to get at least a shot there. And, again, it's just another example of not taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you. Well, and, you know, we can call it piling on. You pile on about the power play. But honestly, in the first period, I thought the Leafs came out pretty pretty good early. And then that horrible power play, like, it just never got started. Like, it, it just sucked the wind out of that Leaf team. Like, it, it is such a downer uh, how, how not just ineffective, how, how pathetic it was, the first two. Like, it really did. And then the best they played, like, almost was when they were shorthanded. You had that kind of, I mean, you could, it's a whole different way you can be energetic and run around a bit more and and it's you're trying to accomplish something very different than putting the puck in the net like i don't know if the, i don't think the big line had a power play scoring chance i don't no. think they did uh the the second power play did but the first you, you did not get a now, never mind a power play goal you didn't get a power play scoring chance and the, the the power play should be something that lifts your sails even if you're not able to convert on it the fact that you get a lot of momentum you start having the puck just in that end the ice starts to tilt a little bit and you know what let's hear what sheldon keith thought about the power play and other things tonight i mean i i, I don't I don't see the relevance really of, of 
that. I mean, we're, we're in the, the early going here, but certainly we, we should have felt we should have had a better start uh, in terms of being able to really just dictate the pace and score first really was the big thing. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit this morning. I mean, San Jose, to me, is playing terrific team defense. They're, they're playing very well as a team. They've got lots of confidence, you can tell. You can tell they're on their they're on their way here, and they're really believing in what they're doing. Um, so to get behind in the game, you know, you know is not uh, not ideal for us. So uh, it just took us a while to really find our way towards you know getting to the net and generating some some meaningful scoring chances. There was not a lot to be had out there, both ways. Really, it was a pretty dull hockey game all the way through, which is exactly what San Jose was looking for. I guess I may have put this in. It's a disappointment you guys could dictate more than if, if that's what you're trying to do from the outside. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought we had the puck a ton. I mean, we had the puck probably twice as much as the opposition tonight, but they, they made it challenging to get to the net, and, and you know, they they were protecting the inside. They protect the middle of the rink a lot. Um, so, you know, all, a lot of what we talked about, there was nothing that happened tonight that we weren't prepared for, we didn't talk about, but... We didn't adjust quickly enough. We didn't make it hard enough on the goaltender to get enough things to the net. And uh, special teams, or at least our power play, couldn't be the difference that we needed to be, especially early in the game. And as a result, you know, we're chasing it all the way through. Just not on the same page. Fighting it, not executing. A lot of the same stuff we saw last season, to be honest, and not nearly good enough. It's not a, not an appropriate question. There's nothing about Richie's game that's lazy. He's, he's finding his way. Just getting to the uh, when he was benched after the Carlson goal, there wasn't much of an effort during his part to cover that man. It just seemed to be, you know, the Carlson goal from the blue line. Again, it's not an appropriate question. I, I mean, it's a turnover. It's a turnover. He's trying to hold the lane. He just beat on the inside, and the puck goes on the other side. I think we're reaching there. Yes, okay. You can not reach. I think you're looking at it the wrong way. You know, I, we, we get scored on. I, the, it was more to me about the fact that that line wasn't going today. It's you should be asking as many questions about Matthews and Marner today as you should be, Rich. Why? Why do you think that those two guys were struggling a bit? Like well, they're not struggling. It's just it's, it's hard. It's hard today to get going. Like I was talking about, that, that was an issue in the game. You know, he's getting going, getting on the inside. All those kind of things. So we're trying different things to try to get guys moving. Matthew said, uh, if given the time, he thinks that pairing and that trio can be dominant. Is it a trio you'll revisit tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, um, that's like I said to me today. We're trying to get things moving around. Um, I've already watched some back parts of that those that line and, and uh, some of the different shifts. And I can just tell by the line of questioning we've been getting over the last number of days that we want to pile on Nick Ritchie here, but. Let's let's not narrow the focus too much. You wanted you wanted this team to keep its uh, foot on the gas pedal. That you scored a couple of San Jose, comes right back and does it, and then they score at the start of the third. Is that a concern? Yeah, I mean the way that those goals went in, uh, the third period goal is, I mean that's inexcusable. You can't cannot start a period like that when you're trying trying to come back. I thought we were in a good spot. We had done some good things in the second period that I thought set us up and gave us good examples for what we needed to do in the third. Um, and then to, to have that be the, the response to start the game, it's unacceptable.
What did you make of Hutchinson's uh, first set of the There wasn't a lot of scoring chances here today, so it's tough to really judge. You know, I think the, the two long shots, you know, are the ones that I know he's going to want to have. Um, but there's not a lot of action for him. I had them at I had them at five scoring chances tonight at even strength, and so not a lot happening around the net. So it's t- it's tough on a goalie. As much as it seems like it's an easy night, it's tough on the goaltender. And all of a sudden, you got to make a save. You know, there's a big chance late in the game that he kept over the or out of the net uh, for us, and and uh, you know. I, like, there's a lot more going on than just the goal time here today. We've got to score a lot more than we are. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> uh, interesting post-game avail with Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. I mean, I didn't expect him to be uh, smiling and full of roses after a 5-3 loss. Uh, not happy about the criticism, or I guess really just questioning of Nick Ritchie in that media availability. Yeah, um, uh, I, I like I like uh, I like his combativeness. You know, I like that. I like that. And uh, he um, point he brought up too that that was an inexcusable goal to start the third mm-hmm. period, and that wasn't on Nick Ritchie, and that wasn't on Michael Hutchison. That wasn't whatever. That was you have the momentum, and then a, a, a bad giveaway, and um, get caught that one San Jose player in your three D three players who are in front of it just aren't around. So that was a tough one to have the momentum, be down three two, and all of a sudden you're down four two. Uh, I um, yeah, well, I was a little surprised because he said, "I so wait a sec." So he he defended Nick Ritchie, and then he said, "You should be asking questions about Matthews." <laughs> I, right? I also thought that was interesting. You know, you would think, and hey, like uh, you because know, head, right. co- head coaches right. will use carrots and sticks for plenty of players. But yeah, it was very interesting to say, "Do not criticize the two million dollar player on that line." Why don't you look at the guys who are who are making ten and eleven sheets yeah. respectively? And I I like that from Keith. I, I think that some of the criticism, and I don't even know that it's always been fair, but in this market specifically, as people think stars are allowed to skate and there's no pressure put on them by the people you know within the team, and I think you can't hear that press conference and say that that Keith doesn't have his his eyeballs a little circled at, at Matthews and Marner for sure. Yeah, and again, I go to the you know the my because I remember a couple of years ago when like when John Tavares came here and the season started it was like oh man just like on a cloud right? right and then you know Matthews came his rookie season and that and again I go back to there's a general sour attitude right now yep. and so part of it is okay Nick Ritchie is 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 Zach Hyman and everybody loves Zach Hyman I mean Zach Hyman was one guy that um, went out and did through thick and thin how he played and okay he had to move on you know. People understand that. They're not happy about it. So Nick Ritchie's the guy they talked about all summer, about, okay, how's he going to fit on the top lines? And it, it, it's not that easy. And when they're not playing well, like to Sheldon Keefe's point, when the top guys, uh, and uh, Matthew's only been back for two games, but, you know, haven't been playing great, that's problematic. So, I mean, they'll get three games on the road. These guys will score, okay? These guys will score, okay? They will. They will. I don't know if the power play will, though. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder about that. Yeah, there is there. There's a lot to to wonder about. Not I'm with you until I actually see a power play goal happen. I'm not really going to believe it. Uh, again, I love 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 the pointed comments from from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. If you just missed it there, uh, Austin Matthews spoke as well. We'll hear from him in, in just a minute's time. But I believe we have producer Sam McKee here, and I'm guessing that either the text line is hot or you've got a Twitter poll going on for us. Well, man, the temperature's rising here, fellas. It is. And- I think you can kind of feel it in the building. We were all here tonight, obviously. And was it after the second power play when a few boo birds started to chirp around, sort of fly around here? I don't know. I just got the feeling that this crowd was into it. They're engaged. They're excited to be here on a Friday night like Gord was talking about. But if this, you know, stretches out, 
I get the feeling that this could get a little ugly here. Well, the, don't well, you? Well, tonight, well tonight, this crowd was, I mean, was doing goal leaf score early For on sure. when they were down. They were into so, it. They, so the only time they got a little ticked was uh, was about the power play, and that's the only annoying. I don't know, Sam, because I, I look at the Jays games like because. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I went to one, and I forget. They got killed, and they standing O for the pitcher when he got pulled after two innings. And they said, wait a sec, what do you, don't give him a standing O. But I realize everyone's just happy to be back at games, right? Mm. And a pre, so, uh, I, and I think tonight, I think a lot of people, people still hesitant maybe to come down, to come to places. But I think when you come, you really realize how much you enjoy it. So, yeah, you know, Sam, I, I, I again, it's it, it's a funny I, – I, people are just pissed about the playoffs, okay? Of course. Like they just are. So it's kind of like you know, you're, you're, you're coming with an attitude. You know, just this season is the Leaf fans just have an attitude out of the gates. And, uh, again, uh, you want to be entertained. You'd be more entertained when Mitch Marner's like the top five scorer in the NHL, when Austin Matthews is like the Rocket Richard Trophy winner last year. And, you know, because – that hasn't happened so far. And again, Matthews has only played two games. So I put out a little Twitter poll just to get the feeling for Leafs Nation. To take the temperature. To take the well. temperature. So it was very simple. I just said concern level on the start to the Leafs here. Which, I mean, it's not a disaster. What are they, you know, 2-2 two, two and, oh, uh, and 1 now. Concerned, and they'll be fine. And uh, of the 233 votes that have come in on the Twitter poll, uh, concerned is leading the way at 63% of the people. So it could be recency bias. It could go back to like the playoffs like you were talking. But I think there is a little feeling amongst Leafs Nation that this way this year started and the feeling around the team that maybe not all roses in the regular season this year. Maybe a little adversity in the regular season is what they need, fellas, to get them going a bit. Like, you well, know, it couldn't be the worst thing. Well, you, you spin things different ways. So this is the first regulation time loss. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's exactly. a positive spin. But but I don't know so much adversity. I just it's an it's an 82 game marathon just to somehow. Uh, again, we keep repeating it. <laughs> how how do you how can you gauge that to be better prepared for a playoff win? You know how how can you go about and you know uh, do the 82 games uh, differently? So uh, it's it's a journey we're all going to enjoy taking this year. And yeah, there'll be ups and downs. This one's a, this one's a funny one because uh, like I disagree with Sheldon Keefe about I thought it was more entertaining than he said. It was sure. a, it was a boring first period, and he said you know then it then it was dull hockey, which of course San Jose wants to play on the road which played into their hands, but I thought it had more, more entertainment and, value. And I will say that he gave them San Jose credit in his post-game availability, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. I think they played really well tonight. I loved what I saw from Carlson. He was smooth, skating around. Burns looked really good, like he had a lot of jumps. So in that Pacific division out there, they could be a little bit of a threat, 4-0 start. So I think we should give them a little credit, too. They played pretty well tonight. Yeah, they, they should be. And the thing I keep coming back to, and if the options are they'll be fine and concerned, if, if I'm sitting here and listing the things you were likely worried about heading into the season, it was goaltending, potentially, and depth scoring, definitely. And the fact that your depth scoring has come through, and okay, maybe not tonight, but your goaltending has looked the way you needed to, I think if, if you believe that anything's going to turn around, it's the top six of scoring. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. You're listening to Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me, wrapping up a 5-3 loss at home to the San Jose Sharks. After this, the Leafs are on the road in Pittsburgh. Who, who knows? They wanted to get the early start. Who knows how quick they were able to get out of the building. Maybe they're already on the road there. Somebody who factored into tonight's lineup, or final, albeit not on the score sheet, is Austin Matthews. Let's hear from the Leafs Center now. Oscar, I think you're right. That was a different well, I don't know. I think... Uh... 
you know, the way that they play, um, you know, they really keep everybody on the outside and just kind of control the, the middle of the ice. And I don't think we did a good enough job to uh, generate uh, chances, um, you know, grade A scoring chances on the inside. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's uh, you know a lot that we can kind of look back on. I know for myself personally, uh, wasn't really my best performance tonight, but um, you know, for me, I'm just trying to find my way and uh, trying to get in uh, in a rhythm again and uh, just go from there. I mean, I think we could all be better. Um, you know, I think we didn't take advantage of uh, of having a very good start. Um, and I mean, I think a lot, a lot of that, uh, you know, a couple of those goals definitely fell on me. Um, you know, I got to be better in our zone and, and take care of the puck, uh, like I said. But you know, I think our start, um, you know, probably wasn't ideal for us, uh, especially coming off uh, playing a team kind of coming off back to back. So. Um, you know, I think that's something for us to uh, definitely assess and uh, learn from. You're beyond your energy level just as you're getting back up to speed here. Uh, it's been fine. I just think uh, you know, timing, rhythm, it's still a uh, work in progress. Um, you know, these last two, uh, uh, quite a bit of time in between these last two games. So um, you know, once we kind of just get playing more and more, I think uh, it'll be a little bit more ideal for myself. How did you feel the dynamic change with the line shuffling in a different manner for much of the second half of the game? Yeah, that's fine. I think, um, you know, you can really play. I feel comfortable playing with anybody, and we got a lot of uh, really good players throughout our uh, our lineup. So, um, you know, I thought Pierre stepped in and, and uh, worked well with us uh, tonight. He made some good plays, forechecked hard, uh, created some turnovers on the offensive end. and um, But, yeah, you know, Willie's easy to play with all these guys. Like, I think you can really filter, um, you know, guys in one way or another, and um, we've all played with each other enough to have that chemistry. Yeah, it'll be great. I think we're all looking forward to it. I, I know I'm looking forward again to the U.S. for a little bit. Um, so it'll be good playing some good teams. Obviously, a quick turnaround tomorrow, but um, you know, obviously, uh, we'd like to learn from this one and put it behind us, and obviously have a better effort tomorrow. You're only given about a game and a half with Marner and Richie. Do you want to revisit that trio? Yeah, I mean, I think we could be a really dominant line. Uh, I think we're just still. Uh, a work in progress, uh, chemistry-wise. Um, you know, I hadn't spent a lot of time playing with Richie. You know, Mitchie had um, you know some good uh, time with him in the preseason and stuff like that. So I think we're all just working through that. Um, you know, I'm two games in, so um, you know it's not going to happen overnight. And uh, I just try to keep that in mind. Do you feel a little bit for Hutch? He really gets to start at home. I mean, I thought Hutch played really well. He made some big saves for us. Um, you know, a lot of those are. Uh, fall on the guys that are out there uh, on some of those goals. So I thought he gave us a really good effort tonight. There is Austin Matthews following the Leafs 5-3 loss. Matthews a dash two. He referenced wanting to have a couple of those back. Mitch Marner a minus three in the loss. Also Rasmus Sandin, despite my, my praise of him, he was a dash two. And Nick Ritchie a dash two as well. You know, that, that's kind of the big talking point coming out of this game. Nick Ritchie moved off the top line. Pierre Engvall bumped up. I had to chuckle when Matthews is listing. They, you know, hey, a, lot, a lot of guys I like to play with. Uh, Pierre Engvall's really comported himself well. William Nylander, he's very good. Okay, he already got one of the wins. I don't think you're going to get them both all the time. But, Gord, if, if you are Sheldon Keefe, what does that top line look like to start tomorrow in Pittsburgh? Well, I, I, after tonight, um, I think in some ways you've got to give Richie another chance. I mean, that just seems – so that's what I think. That's what I think. And I, I don't like the short leash analogy because really that whole line should be on a short yep. leash. So, uh, I, But that's what I think he'll do. And, you know, here's a stat. Stevie Fellin, we always talk about our stats with and. And uh, shooting percentage. So since 2005, so in six, 16 years it's been documented, 
this is the worst shooting percentage in the first five games of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs, 6.07%. And the other four years were like the year they came dead last to get Austin Matthews and back in the Dion Phaneuf era and all that stuff. So, you know, there's part of it. First of all, they should have shot more a couple of times we felt and then the other one is a shooting percentage which you have to think is going to come up like you know like Austin Matthews grade A chance that was a big save or whatever so you know your shooting percentage comes back to where it normally is and that also that that means uh, that means more goals yeah it is one of those things that normalizes and you know of course the big Matthews chance at the end that Hill makes the huge save on I go back to again I think it was in the second period Matthews found himself right in tight and just couldn't get a shot off right in front of the net you know you're going to count on one one hand the amount of times that's going to happen that Matthews is going to be in that position and not able to get a shot off there so again I keep coming back to it is concerning the way the top six has worked or, or look to start the season but if I'm telling you one of these things is going to turn itself around I'm I'm okay banking on Austin Matthews Mitch Marner John Tavares and William Nylander getting it going I still think it'd be more concerning if the goaltending was faltering or if you were getting nothing outside of the big four I think this is something that can and will turn itself around yeah there's, there's uh, this isn't Montreal or even Chicago uh, in in that regard you know about uh, uh, 0 and 5 in Montreal 0 4 and 1 uh in Chicago and you know people talking about maybe a coaching change uh, in in Chicago I mean uh, I don't know if it's going to come to that but it could but you know so uh, here no it's whatever it's going to be uh, it's smooth enough sailing maybe it's not smooth sailing <laughs> it's sailing how about that you have to bring the rows, oars out a few times to row a little bit maybe maybe that's the deal uh, it's uh, yeah I just, I, but I think uh, as well like the Ranger game was really entertaining and I just think to kind of move past and again i don't think some guys some people just won't move past for now what happened in the playoffs just get a stretch of some entertaining kick-ass hockey you know get 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 two three games where you know the the, the big guys get four goals and you win like six two and it's the razzle dazzle and all that and and uh, and and that'll get people kind of i say yeah you know okay this is this is more like the team uh, the team that we love and think how they can play. It's funny. If they would have started the season that way, a lot of the people complaining now about the way the start has gone say, I've seen this movie before. Do it when it matters. And now maybe, not to say they did it intentionally, but maybe they played just enough possum at the beginning of the season that if they're able to get on a roll, it will actually uh, excite people. That scored Stelic. I'm Brent Gunning. Let's hear from Leafs defenseman Morgan O'Reilly, who uh, spoke to the media following tonight's loss. Yeah, I think that's um, that's true. Uh, obviously, when you play a team on a back-to-back, you want to be able to start better. Um, that being said, I thought that you know we were able to 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 kind of have our game going in the right direction for periods of time, um, but obviously not getting enough traffic um, in the middle of the ice in the offensive zone. Um, you know makes it tough to score goals in this league, that's all. Is that more difficult to get a handle on, given that you guys did talk about that in the three-day break here, Morgan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, you always want to accomplish what you talk about in the areas that you want to improve on and that, you you know, you try to focus on in practice because, you know, you're trying to improve on them for a reason. Um, but, you know, again, there are periods of time where I think there were lots of good things. You know, I think if you go back and, you know, you check the video, the way that we scored, is a, is a good sign. Like, we're scoring those goals. We just have to do it more often. What do you think of the power play tonight? Yeah, I mean, I thought the other unit was great. Um, I think our unit has to clean it up. But, uh, you know, I think we feel confident that we can do that. 
Um, it, I think on the on our first try, it was just choppy, like there was you know, a couple of whistles and stuff. And then um, on on uh, on our last effort, I didn't think it was as good. Um, you know, I take the blame for that uh, off the faceoff. And then the other unit got out there; they snapped it around pretty good for like a minute. So um, that's a good sign. What did the Sharks do maybe to, to slow you down offensively in terms of the middle of the ice and all that? Yeah, they clog it up pretty good. So you mm-hmm. know. I mean, we have to know how to play against that. We got to get pucks in and you know create offense. We got to get to the middle of the ice and start, you know, playing that way a little bit. And you know, I think that'll come. It's early, and there's, I mean, there's plenty of video to watch and areas to improve in. So as a group, we have to look forward to those challenges. What did you make of Michael Hutchinson's start? Pardon? What did you make of Hutchinson's start? That is good. Um, I mean, he came in, and played well, uh, but that's what you expected of your your guys so um when one guy in peter goes down you know you got to have somebody else step up and i thought how you did that for us there is morgan riley following the leafs loss a lot of questions about hutchison tonight and you you would have liked a little more out of your goaltending but that that's not the reason the leafs find themselves on the wrong end of a uh, 5-3 decision we've heard from sheldon keith we've heard from austin matthews we've heard from morgan riley now let's hear from jason spezza Jason, how did uh, San Jose make things tough on the ice tonight? Yeah, they, they congest the middle of the ice. They pack it in. Uh, nobody lets his own time. You know, it's a team you don't want to play from behind against, and we, you know, we play from behind most of the night, so a uh, difficult team to play against when you're from behind. Was there, energy, was there enough energy early, especially knowing where they're three games and four nights they play less than 24 hours ago? Listen, I think a little too much gets made about the back-to-back. Nobody, we've come out, we've outplayed teams on back-to-backs. I think we had decent energy. You know, we probably could have had a better start, but uh, it's early in the year. The back-to-backs are less of a factor this time of year. Obviously, we would have liked to have had a better start and, and make them play from behind because it's not the strength of their team. So, uh, yeah, that's not how we wanted to start the game. But, um, you know, we, we tried to come out, have momentum. We had a lot of zone time in the first period, just didn't get anything to drop. I feel like there was a shift there in the second, though, for you guys. I think once we started putting more pucks on the net, we broke them down a little more. Uh, you know, I think it's just the way they play, they really pack it in. And there's five guys tight all the time, and it's going to take kind of ugly goals and off feet and redirects. And I think once we kind of started throwing pucks in a little more, I thought we had a little more success. But uh, we'll look at it, and we'll get ready to play tomorrow. you feel the changes in the lines added some energy there when you're Yeah, I think, I think sometimes when you're stagnant a little bit, I think you mix things up and give us a little bit of life. Um, you know, Kiefer's got good feel for the game, so you know, he usually knows when to kind of mix and match a little bit. There is Jason Spencer following the Leafs 5-3 loss. He talks about Sheldon Keefe's ability to mix and match, and I think that's going to be an incredibly important ability for this, this team this year. The top four is as set as it can be, both on the blue line and with your top six forwards. We all know John Tavares on Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. Those might get jumbled up at some point in time, but that is going to be the bones, the skeleton of your top six. Michael Bunting seems to have really found a home on that second line, although a bit of a more quiet night from him tonight, and it's it's going to be a very important challenge and an interesting one to watch Sheldon Keefe of just how he filters bodies up and down that left-hand side. Nick Ritchie, again, if you missed it earlier, he was very defensive uh, of the, the line of questioning about that player, uh, but Nick Ritchie got himself bounced down to the fourth line tonight. It was Pierre Engvall, and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. That'll be maybe the most interesting thing over the next handful of games to see what that top line looks like for the Leafs. I'm trying to think who was asking that question. I'm trying to think who was. I try to, anyway, because he he, he kept going, and basically uh, uh, Sheldon Keefe uh, um, 
would it threw a flag if it was football. That's right. Uh, kind of just said you're 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 offside. That was the David Camp of questioning. Just dog on a bone, dog. Yeah, it, uh, but but I liked it. Like as I mentioned, I I, I like him being combative. Uh, I like him defending a player, but also being honest about being critical. What. what when appropriate, and uh, and uh, he was hard on the guys about tonight's game. It's a, it's yeah. You can't be obviously happy. There's just a lot of, like, as he mentioned, that goaler in the third print. Just a real some 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 real faux pas that. And maybe because you go back to overtime yep. again, again last year, and faux pas in two of the overtime games that everyone remembers forever. So. I, I guess it's about, ha- you know, creating good habits. And, and uh, you know, that's what you want to see over the 82 games. And that's one thing you can't be happy about in tonight's game, the manner about how some of those goals um, came about. Yeah, and maybe maybe the most, you know, troubling trend for this team is beginnings and ends of periods. We talk about start on time, start on time, start on time. Even when they managed to start on time, the third period, a good period for this team. But they gave up the goal early on in it. And it just seems to me like they they can – they, they have yet to find the ability to link the strong end of period and taking it out of the dressing room and out of the intermission. I don't know what the secret sauce is for that. Shelton Keefe doesn't know either because if he did, he'd give it to his team. It all comes down to the players, and you just have to find a way to carry that momentum throughout points of the game, and I think that the talent will rule the day for this team. When this team is going at its best, all of the guys who make all the money are going to be the ones driving the bus, but you need to find some way to kind of connect the good play you have at the ends of periods and bring it out of the dressing room into the third and and so when i said last year i thought they checked the boxes always whenever there was a a statement game needed they had one Mm. i'd say tomorrow well i don't like austin matthews saying he's looking forward to getting to the states i know what he meant but (laughs) that contract's gonna (laughs) that contract's gonna be coming in people's minds uh, pretty quite pretty soon about that but i i i I hear what he meant and and uh uh, get uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have Sidney Crosby. Pittsburgh's had had a had a decent start in many ways, and with some injuries, didn't have Malkin, didn't have Gensel, and uh, I, so I'm I'm interested what kind of if, if there's a statement tomorrow about the big guns and, and what have you, and about you know Monday, uh, and I I agree with Austin Matthews that three days off isn't what you want right now. Like the, 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 you want to you want to knock a lot of games off early in the season, and he just said that that just you know played Monday, then three days off. He you want to get in more of a more of a groove about every second day for a while. Yeah, especially a guy like that who had the the little bit of a late start to to his season as well. You know, I, I think of a road game in Pittsburgh, my mind immediately flashes to that Casimir Kaskasuo game. Oh my god, uh, one of Mike Babcock's last. You know what? I I don't know if Tristan Yari is back healthy. I know he was banged up for the Pens, but you want to find a way to turn that into your version of the Kaskasuo game where. You were just pelting Boy. the pens with rubber, and and was that that was his second last game? Yeah, but that was yep. that was Mike Babcock's second last game. That's right, and poor Vegas and, was the last. And one. yeah, and 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 Kaskasu, like uh, he played great. Yep, like he only gave up. 19 goals but the, but the, but there were like 79 chances no i mean, remember that was yeah, just you're like right, you're right. that was just one so so yeah you would like to see uh maybe yeah, turn it around that that bad memory wow i forgot about that yeah well i'm happy i could remind you of that as we yeah. uh, get ready to say goodbye here uh that's gord stelic i'm brent gunning technical director andrew dutch hall and josh santos back in the studio producer extraordinaire sam mckee here with us leafs back in action tonight on the road in pittsburgh this has been leafs nation post game on sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs Radio Network.